Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for taking this opportunity to tune us in, bring us in. Uh, We're so thankful for that. What a blessing it is to know that we can come together as a community and look at how God's Word can help those of us who suffer from PTSD and uh, being hurt. And I think that equals the entire population. But if it don't, thanks for those of you who just listen on and want to help people. We're really thrilled about that. So as with yesterday, just honored to have my dear friend Dan Burke uh, with us today. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. How's your day going? Wonderful. Thanks. Well, we keep on moving along with these words of the day. And uh, those you remember yesterday, we ended up, it really was paranoia. And it was a different level of fear and things of that issue as we continue to move forward. And so today is Survivor's Guild. And again, we're just going through this giant list sitting here in front of me, crossing them out. Uh, Some of them are from VA.com. Some of them are from uh, some mental health clinics and things of that nature. We're just going to go through the words. Wherever they fall, they fall, praise God. And today it's talking about Survivor's Guild, something if you've come to our camp, if you've, uh, if you've watched the TV show, it's something that we've talked about quite a bit. And uh, those types of things, we've talked about how survivors get one of the best examples I can give you is I had a seminary professor and this gentleman was over in Vietnam and uh, had a bad toothache, something like that went on. So they flew him. He was on the DMZ. Believe it or not, there was a demilitarized zone between uh, South Vietnam and North Vietnam. And uh, this, this gentleman had a bad toothache, went to the dentist and they said, you need a root canal. And that's more than we can handle here on this particular forward operating base. And so the next day they flew him back to, I think, Da Nang or some, some Navy base. And he went back there and got his root canal, stayed there a couple of days, got a cap on his tooth, whatever the case may be, was doing great, flew in. And when he came around, he could see that his fighting position had been blown up. And his fighting position, uh, when it was blown up, was supposed to be his duty. And, uh, but because uh, he was getting a root canal, his buddy filled in for him and his buddy died. So that was something this gentleman went through his whole life. I'm so thankful that we find words in Acts chapter 17, like the Lord knows the before and after times of our habitation. I'm so thankful uh, that when we deal with guilt, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from that. He'll take that away from us. There's no condemnation in them, condemnation. There's none uh, which are in Christ Jesus that God's word teaches us in Romans 8, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's, There's ways out, right, Dan? I mean, we... We know that God knows when we're going to start breathing. We know that God knows when we're going to stop breathing, but he also gives us ways out, right? Absolutely. Um, what, what you're talking around is a term, and I don't, I don't want to get into heavy theology here, but um, it, it's the term sovereignty. Yeah. Um, and I find that even Christians who have been, people who have been 
walking with the Lord and, and, and been saved for many years, uh, don't really understand what the sovereignty of God is about. Um, they, they oftentimes cross it with his omnipotence, that he's all-powerful, he's in control of all things. But, but sovereignty is more than that. Uh, sovereignty is, is that God chooses to do what he chooses to do and when he chooses to do it. He is not answerable to anyone or accountable to anyone. And when you couple that with understanding what I call the father heart of God, in that as a Christian, we're children. And those of us who are fathers who have children know how we feel toward our children. So the the sovereignty of God doesn't scare me. It gives me great comfort because I know he's got this. Uh, he's in control. He He can do anything he wants to do. And what he wants to do is for my benefit. So, you know, I, I think back, uh, you were sharing some soldier stories, uh, a man that I counseled, and Doug, I believe he's someone that you met uh, one time when you were in my area, um, and he had been in charge of a, of a group of men. I don't know what you call it, whether it's a platoon or whatever, uh, and in, in the Middle East, and uh, the unfortunate circumstance was that uh, he lost about 80% of, of his men, and so he came back feeling uh, extreme survivor guilt. And, uh, um, you know, the problem that he had and many of us have with survivor guilt is that um, we cast our morals, our values, our standards onto God. And God doesn't operate according to our standards. Um, You know, sometimes his sovereignty doesn't seem right by our standards, by our thinking, by our judgment. Uh, but in those situations where our standards and our judgments differ from God's, guess who's right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God every time. And, and um, so as we understand the sovereignty of God, and, and we understand two important verses that I rely on a lot when I'm counseling, and that's Romans eight twenty eight, mm. which says, and we know that all things, what things? All things. Everything. Yeah. You mean losing 80% of my men in battle? All things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. God has a purpose. We don't always see it. And, and when we understand that father heart of God, um, there, there's, a, there's a phrase I like to use. When we don't understand and we can't see his plan, we trust his heart. Yeah. And, and, and it's followed up by another verse that's, that really has to go with it. Uh, right after verse 28, obviously, is verse 29. And, and it tells God's plan for the Christian. If, if the people listening, if anyone listening is a child of God, if they put their faith, their trust in Jesus Christ, they can claim this verse. And it says, for whom he did for no, who God did know. He did also predestinate. He pre- he has predetermined that the Christian is going to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So I know that whatever circumstances happen in my life, whether they are viewed as something good or something bad, God's in control of that. And he he either caused it to happen or allowed it to happen. 
And he always has my good as his purpose. And my good is that he wants to make me, conform me to the image of Christ. And, and so that begs the question, well, what does he mean by the image of his son, of Christ? And as I have studied this, I've concluded something very simple. Jesus always did the Father's will. Mm. Doug, you, you remember when Jesus was headed for the cross? Yeah. And, he, and in his humanity, he said, he said Father, if, it, if it's in any way possible, don't make me go through this. He yeah. said, let this cup pass from me. But immediately after he said that, what came out of his mouth, Doug? <laughs> yeah. You'll, nevertheless, yeah. Nevertheless, not my will, Lord, but yours. yours. Yeah. And that's what God is trying. That's where God is trying to get me, where he's trying to get you. He's trying to get us to the point to where we say, God, whatever you will from our life, I accept. And if we can get to that place, survivor guilt fades away. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think I, you know, I constantly tell people that, you know, a gentleman named Willie Vernon Watson died in my arms. I know you've heard the story, Dan, mm-hmm. and I'm sure many others have heard the story that are listening today. Now, Willie didn't die so that I would get closer to God. Willie died because it was that time. It was, uh, you know, the Lord knew the before and the after times of his habitation, and he knew this was the end. This was the end of Willie's habitation. Here on earth in the beginning, Willie as a saved man, uh, the beginning of his eternity with a great and wonderful God. Now, Willie didn't die, so I would get a lesson, so I would get saved, but God can use these terrible things in life as uh, as Dan just said, God takes these terrible, these icky, these things we don't want to talk about, these things we want to hide, these things that make us tremble, these things that uh, make us want to vomit. God can use those things for His glory, mm-hmm. and and that's what this is all about. And remembering, there's you know there's a couple kinds of guilt. If it's if it's condemnation, so God will convict us. So let me say that first kind of guilt, conviction. So God will convict, and He'll say, Dan. Uh, you know what? I want you to be a better husband. Why don't you take your wife out on a date this week? Or why don't you do this for your wife? And again, I'm hearing the same things in my mind. I'm just using Dan as an example. But the devil will say, Dan, you don't deserve your wife. There's nothing here you've done for, or your wife's no good or whatever. And, And I'm telling you, we've all lived through this. This isn't exclusive to me or the examples I'm given, but condemnation is always always, always from the devil. It always looks back. It always looks at the icky, terrible things in your life. It always takes you to a place you don't want to go. It always leaves you in a lesser relationship with God and don't buy into it. Friends just say, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I serve a wonderful God. I have nothing to be condemned for. He's taken my sin and has hidden it as far as the East is from the West. And dear friends, we, we don't need a geography degree or a theology degree to know that the West and the East never intersect. And, uh, and God has taken our sin and moved it as far away as we can. So if that old devil shows up in your life and starts saying, Hey, Uh, you know, remember what you did 10 years ago, or remember that argument you had with your friend five years ago, or remember how inadequate you were before you get saved. You're you're of no value. You stop and say, no, you're not my God in Jesus name go. And he will, he's got no power over that. And Hey folks, listen, we got to run over and let these stations identify themselves. We'll be right back with you. Hang on here.
Thanks for coming back with us. So we find ourselves, Dan, over in Proverbs 26, starting in verse number 23. And what a verse this is. It says, burning lips and a wicked heart are like a pot's herd covered with silver dross. So we know a pot's herd is like a pot that breaks up, you know, pieces of pots is all that is. And silver dross. So when, when these silver people, and I had to look this up, you know, I couldn't remember. I looked up silver dross once before, but it had been years ago. And when, when the, uh, when the silversmith is working with silver, they want to purify and get rid of the scum and all the nasty stuff. So they, they boil it down. Think of it like a pot of boiling silver, and they scrape all the impurities off the top. They scrape everything that's of no value. They get rid of all that scummy stuff, all that icky stuff, all that bad stuff. And here's a verse looking at us saying, uh, you know, these burning lips, these with a wicked heart, these these people, they fervently have a wicked heart. There's some people who can speak with power, persuasion. There's people out there that can affect. Uh, they have a wicked heart, a bad mouth. And uh, but then it goes on and it, and it talks about uh, and it's like broken up stuff covered with this scum. And that's what it is. So that's what it equals. So equaling, uh, burning lips equal bad stuff. Bad mouthing people, bad stuff. What riling up people, bad stuff. Anti God stuff, bad stuff. That's what that's what I'm thinking. This verse means, Dan. Well, you know, in, in verse 23, um, it, it, it's talking about somebody with with uh, that's a smooth talker. Yeah. Uh, and and they make something that is really just. Uh, an earthen vessel, something just made out of dirty old clay, and 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 it's like they they put a pretty glaze, they they they, they put a pretty glaze on this earthen pot uh, with their smooth talk and their and their their smooth lips to to make something that really isn't of value seem like it is. They're yeah. they're deceiving, and and as you read on, you you go on in verse 24 and you know it, it says he hateth uh, uh he that hateth disassembleth with his lips he he disguises what he's saying he he says something other than what he truly believes he's he's deceitful yeah, and we've, and we've all met those salesmen, brother, not to cut you off, who, <laughs> who, who, who want to sell you this broken up ceramic stuff covered in silver dross as if it's uh, covered in the finest sterling. And, right. and, and then to equate, you know, the sad thing about this to equate that. And so on 24, I'm sorry, as you keep going there, so, and, and you're talking about, you know, uh, those who hateth and dissembleth, you know, disassemble things. And uh, it's just terrible, right? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. They, they just, they're not being honest. They're not being truthful. They're not being forthright. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we have to be careful of those people and we have to be careful ourselves not to misrepresent something because we have a purpose. Yeah. And that's probably one of the easiest things to do. And, and, you know, and as we go through this, we've, we've all seen what pervasive words, I mean, all you got to do is watch your campaign. All you got to do is turn on TV, <laughs> looking at this from a practical side. I mean, they can make anything look good. I listened Whoa. to an attempt yesterday to sell the idea of 8.7% inflation and uh, mortgage rates being up 5% as a good thing. You know, and, uh, and uh, well, yeah. in, in my, in my old age, uh, what, what one thing God has shown me 
is that if I listen to Fox News 24-7, oh, man. I'm going to have one attitude toward the world situation. If I listen to CNN 24-7, I'm going to have a different uh, view of the world. And, and really, there's only one place I can find truth, because I don't know where truth is. But the only place I can find truth and be assured of it is God's Word. And so we have to take what both sides are saying with a grain of salt, wondering, you know, because they never speak right. complete truth. Yeah, because it, 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 can, it, it equals being condemned. It equals, you know, when truth comes out, man, something changes. And, and if you mm-hmm. look there at 25, it says, when he speaketh fair, believe him not. But there are seven abominations in his heart. And uh, so as it comes on, it's saying, don't believe him. You know, there's there's uh, abominations in his heart. We talked about the different abominations earlier on, and uh, you know, and what's your heart look like? And and I think that's that's the question that God was asking me yesterday. Is this dialogue you're having? Is this communication you're having? Is it a purpose to bring honor and glory to me? Is it a person to lift people up? Is it you know? Is it a purpose to lift people up? Is it a purpose to help people? And and then in, in verse 26, and we'll, we'll stop at that one today as we talk about these, whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. And, uh, you know, there comes a time people are going to know, you know, your sin will find you out. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, people are going to detect things sooner or later. They're going to detest things. Um you know, the, the enemy's evil deeds, they're going to come forward. Justice is, you know, God provides the justice. Uh, we need to understand that, you know, sometimes we get so upset, Dan, and we're like, God, are you watching? Are you listening to this? Are you seeing that? God is watching. He is listening. Absolutely. And he's well, not missing n- anything. Yeah. In Numbers 32, uh, you already uh, did a paraphrase of it. Numbers 32, 23 says, be sure the truth will find you out. And that's what these verses are saying. You know, yeah. uh, they, they may deceive, they may have a smooth tongue, uh, they may lead us along for a while, but in the end, the truth will find you out. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's always, there's always irony that takes place between the word of the day and the scripture we're covering. And this mm. is one of those places where, uh, you know, the word of the day is guilt. And boy, you want to be condemned. You listen to these smooth talkers and, uh, you know, a smooth talker to me. I mean, when we get, when we start covering narcissism, we're going to see this over and over and over again. And, uh, what we need to do is exactly what you're saying. We need to shut this off, shut that off. I'm at a point now where I don't even turn on the news. I, I just kind of watch what news is coming across the AP, you know, mm-hmm. and once in a while it's kind of significant, you know, you'll turn it on and it's like, uh, inflation up 1.3% this week or something like, and I'll say, you know, maybe I should look at this. And, but I, I think something that caught my mind again, going back to where we all started, where all this began where there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. I, I yes. think I think people get this wrong, Dan. I think I think people don't understand the power of God's saving grace. I, I, That's right. I, I don't think they understand the power of the Holy Spirit of God and dwelling within them. I mean, are you ever finding yourself telling people, hey, hold on, you know, do, do you know what you have in, inside you? Right. 
Yeah. And, and I think, you know, pretty regular, I'm telling people, listen, you know, clean, uh, and unclean, they're not going to reside in the same heart and, uh, clean. And you know what people do? And I think this is important that we understand this too, is this kind of going with our first podcast again, uh, deceiving your neighbors, you know, where there's no wood, there's no fire, that hole, uh, where there's, you know, no gossip, there's no problems, but, but going with the continuing on with this whole thing, why in the world don't people, you had mentioned, I take people to see these other people. Why in the world don't people pick up the phone or go knock on doors anymore? What's going on with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just to me is like, if, if I've got a problem with uh, Bill or John, I mean, cell service will call anywhere in the United States free and <laughs> I have endless minutes. So I, I look at it this Dan. what is the biggest challenge that comes along to someone like yourself dealing with these lips, dealing with people making things look better than they are, people taking old ceramic stuff, covering up with silver dross, which is no good for nothing. You maybe might make it a little bit shiny if you rub it real hard. How do you tell people, stay away? Well, I, I think the important thing here, kind of the overriding principle here, is, um, is actually the, the first component <laughs> Uh, when I teach biblical counseling, the first component of biblical counseling, and you're familiar with this, Doug, yeah. and it's data gathering. Yeah. Don't don't take things at first uh, at first when, when they're first presented. Uh, don't trust that that's truth. Search it out. Uh, ask God to to give you a discerning spirit to know uh, truth from falsehood, and uh, and don't act upon things that you hear the first time, especially when they don't seem right. The, the spirit of God inside you is, is unsettling you and saying, something's not right here. Uh, that's not trusting your gut. That's trusting the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit that and, is. and, and search it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do your uh, due that, diligence on that. And absolutely folks, I hate to say this, but we're coming up on the end. If we could do anything to help you make sure you find us at health and wounded spirits, Facebook page and, uh, shoot me a line at Doug at wounded Again, Dan, we're honored. Thanks for being with us. And, uh, folks, we look forward to you coming back to this community and joining with us again tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.